Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today I'm sitting with a friend of mine, Needy. Say hello. Hi. That's the first time I've ever called you Needy. I know. felt uncomfortable, <laughs> but I know that's your name. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Background. Back, <laughs> background on me. I call her Nady, but that's because I was introduced to you in that fashion because Vicky. Story of my life. <laughs> Vicky calls you Nady, and I just I know it's like almost identical, but. When I went to your wedding a couple <laughs> when I went to your wedding, everyone's like, who do you know, Michael or Needy? And I'm like, who the fuck, what? <laughs> but anyways, I have like I five digress. versions of my name. I like Needy, but I, respect, I just wanted to respect your space on Thanks. this platform. So anyways, um, that's just a little background. Um, but me and Needy are social friends, and now we're like social media friends. Like, that's all we talk about. <laughs> building our platforms on social media um so yeah i was very lucky to attend her wedding a year and a half ago and now we're just like really focused on adulting but growing our brands online so we're gonna talk a little bit about that on here um so thank you for joining me on short notice because i just sprung it on her i was like so um what do you think about doing a podcast and she's like i'm honored i'll be there and i'm bringing wine (laughs) Um, so without further ado, why don't you just tell us about yourself and who you are and what do you do? So my name is Needy and I also go by Legally Brown XOXO. That is my brand now. And I work full time as a paralegal and I go to law school at night and I'm, I guess your average girl just trying to do it all. I really wanted to take this opportunity to start talking kind of about like your micro glow up story. So what I love about this show is that everyone's glow up story is just so different, so so unique um, to their life and their experiences and how a glow up doesn't really have an exact definition. So I know that we could go on talking about it forever, but I wanted to kind of like give the listeners a little teeny tiny micro glimpse at your glow up story. And in terms of like going through a consecutive series of traumas, if you will, um, how do you like really navigate, did you navigate these seasons to be like where you're at now? Like just literally like punching the punching bag, like every day is a battle. So tell us just a little bit about that. So... First of all, Twinks, I want to say, oh, I'm sorry, do you go by Twinks? Whatever works. Whatever works. So I really appreciate your podcast and what it stands for, the glow up effect, because I could really resonate with that. And when you asked me to be on your um, podcast, I was immediately reflecting on my glow up story. And that's when I realized that I did glow up and mm-hmm. this is how. So, we can start back from, like, high school. Mm -hmm. I've always been kind of like a teacher's pet and super into education, which my dad instilled in me at a very young age. I was, you know, part of the yearbook committee, on the basketball team, captain of the JV team, etc. I love to do very different things Mm -hmm. at a very young age. And so... Throughout high school, I experienced a lot of bullying, etc. Mm-hmm. My trauma kind of never ended. It's been continuous throughout my life. But I think where it really started to trigger was when my parents started to um, 
my parents basically got a were in the process of getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And and that's the time where I was transitioning into going into college. Yeah. Which is a big transition in itself. Right. Like massive. Right. And I pretty much felt like my whole world was kind of tearing apart. Yeah. And here I am as an honor student speaking at my graduation while my parents are going through this and then going off to college um, and dealing with all that. And I had a rough start in college because mm-hmm. so much was going on. You know, I have a younger brother, my dad, my mom, etc. Everything was kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so I struggled in my first few years of college. And it was hard because I was a student that always cared so much about my education and was always on top. Yeah, like fully invested. Right. And, you know, straight A student. And then all of a sudden, I just let it all go. Mm-hmm. And I lost myself. And that was a huge setback personally and professionally, I would say. And then as I hit the halfway point of my college education, I decided I wanted to enroll in this program, which was a rape crisis counselor advocate program. Mm -hmm. So I applied and I had an interview set up. Lo and behold, and this is something that I won't really get into right now, but... um, I had an experience of my own, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very, I'm very spiritual, mm-hmm. and that's something that's also been a huge part of me continuing on in my growth, yeah, and my glow, my glow up, yeah, is that I've been spiritual and I've been mm-hmm. in touch with whatever signals God or the universe is sending me, mm-hmm. um, and. It was crazy because I experienced that and I went into this program and I said, I'm still going to do it whether I'm ready or not. And Mm. it turned out to be my own therapy. Yeah. And it actually made me so much stronger and so much, such a, it made me a better counselor advocate. Yeah. Because I experienced it Mm -hmm. and I took it as a sign that God helped me be in this position. Yeah. You know, so after going through that program, I felt much more motivated, much more focused and healed. And, you know, I went into the next um, semester, which was my junior year of college, with this new attitude and positive vigor. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually ended up meeting my husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, you guys are college <laughs> sweethearts. Yeah, and he came in as another positive influence in my life mm-hmm. and another factor that helped me focus and just look towards the future. And he was, you know, he's a smart man. Mm-hmm. He's very education-driven. And so it kind of worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um so I met him, and we actually, our first date was at the library as a study date. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. So he helped me kind of focus, and I got, you know, I got onto the dean's list after that, and I graduated, and it was a much more uplifting time after mm-hmm. a huge trauma and, uh, well, multiple huge traumas and struggle. Mm-hmm. So... I was very, like, motivated at that point after I graduated um, college. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated college, the next struggle was finding a job. Mm -hmm. And here I was. I sat home for, like, two months, and I was so 
depressed and upset and my father was you know guiding me and saying listen it's okay you're gonna find something Mm -hmm. and it's really hard as like a college student when you invest so much time in education and you have no idea where to go after that and you are just seeking the next step yeah and I was and virtually worthless like let me tell y'all right now that little bachelor's degree (laughs) just hold on to it tight (laughs) It's a paper. I I really, yeah, I don't want to tell y'all too much about that little paper, but I feel that pain. Right. (laughs) It's it's tough. That little crinkly piece of paper. Yep. Where is it? I don't even know where 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 it is. (laughs) So you were like really diving into the job, job hunting sector. Right. So I felt lucky enough when finally I caught a break and I found um, a law firm near my house Mm -hmm. that was hiring and I started working for them as like a legal assistant Mm -hmm. and I still remember the first day I walked in and it was like a practice interview kind of thing where he gave me this huge stack of papers and put Mm -hmm. me in a conference room and said, all right, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to go through these documents. It was basically like a document production, just part of discovery, legal mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I'm just a legal studies major. I have no idea what this like, is. What, what am I supposed is? to do? Yeah. And I was sweating out yeah. of my blazer. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to be here. Screw this. I'll just go home and yeah. live off my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Work at Sephora. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> And so I was like, you know what? Let me just push through. So I did my best. I went through it. And he was like, oh, wow, great job. And, like, the next day I got the call. Like, would you like to come in tomorrow? And I was like, oh, shit, I have a job now. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, it worked out. Which, that, like, that for me is a big moment because... I've learned so much. It's like, you have to learn to be uncomfortable. Like, you're going to think you can't do it. But look, he thought you slayed it and was like, you want to come in tomorrow? And that's that's why I remember it so much. Exactly what you said mm-hmm. is like, it's like, you have to learn to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to get you to that yeah. progression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I did that job. And honestly, like as tough it, as, as it was, it was a part of the reason why I was so well equipped mm-hmm. to move on forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so my boss from that job actually is the one that kind of like started planting the seed in my head to go to law school. Okay. And I was like, I worked as a um, receptionist at my um, college's student legal services. So I had been around the legal field and legal people mm-hmm. for so long and I almost like said, you know what, maybe this is my destiny because mm-hmm. clearly it keeps coming in my path. Yeah, very true. And my grandfather was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Indians, our family's like, oh, lawyer, doctor, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I totally, like, my cousins are like, yeah, we're not fitting any of those molds. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This could actually be a possibility. Yeah. So he put me, he kind of guided me towards the law school that he went to. Mm -hmm. And I went to the orientation and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. Like, I'm trying it. I'm doing Mm -hmm. it. Let's go. So I ended up getting accepted. I ended up. So now I'm in law school and fast forward, I could not have imagined that during law school, I ended up planning my entire wedding. I know. <laughs> like, my classmates were like, are you nuts? Yeah. Like, how are you doing this? Like, I like no not... wedding planner. <laughs> oh, my God, girl, please. I, I, I think you need a whole episode on wedding planning. Yeah. Girl... <laughs> so, 
the day of my last final, the, that, like, the next morning, I flew out for my bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge motivation to get through that semester, and I really didn't know how I was going to do it, and I did it. And mm-hmm. the one consistent theme that I found going through all these, like, struggles and going through law school was, like, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't think too hard. Just keep doing it day by day, day by day, and don't ever, 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 ever forget your planner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can. I can attest to that because, like, now, like, I'll forget my planner. And it, we even did this. We were trying to plan like a social media planning party. Right. And she's like, Nadie's like, what about this date? And I'm like, girl, my planner's at home. Like, I'll text you tonight. Like, I don't know. Um. So now I'm kind of at the point where I think I should have it. Like, I love to. I love to write things down, and that's why I Same. love my planner. It's right there. Same. Um. But I'm starting to think I have to like write it down and then like transcribe it to like yes. iCalendar or like, something. Like, I put notes in my iPhone. And then I'll remember to, like, put it in my planner, just kind of intermingling my Google Calendar. Yeah, I'm going to have to do both because I feel that. Um, Actually, speaking of planners, so I know you have, like, a lot going on. Yes. And we've just, like, literally tapped into, like, so many little (laughs) branches of that. But I wanted to ask you, like, how do you balance, you know, life and then Mm -hmm. feed your goals and ambitions while, like, practicing self-care? Right. So it's honestly a process and it's a practice. Mm -hmm. And... I had to learn it along the way. And sometimes your schedule will force you to realize what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So, like, I work, like, 9 to 5, and I go to class, you know, 6 to whatever. And I was like, all right, so the days that I have classes and work, clearly nothing else is getting done besides work and class. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And weekends, you have to maximize. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to maximize any time that you have for yourself. And I realized that a huge part of balancing requires self-care. So I set aside times on like Sundays to whether it's like giving myself a facial Mm -hmm. or like watching trashy reality TV. I thrive for that. (laughs) Did you see Love is Love is Wine? Oh girl. (laughs) Jinx. I think I think we're gonna have to do an episode about girl. Oh okay. Let me not. Love is wine later. (laughs) Later. So you you really have to force yourself to take that time aside. Mm-hmm. You cannot go into doing all these things and only doing those things. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to do just work, just school, just work, just school, and house, 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 you will fail. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you right now. Like yeah, you will fail. It's you have to take a step back. You have to take time, and you have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's it. And a huge part of this that I'm realizing is like. Your sleep, your diet, your nutrition, yeah, your everything gets, everything gets distracted. You mm-hmm. forget to do all those things. You pick up bad habits. You literally go into... And it's a psychological game, too. Yeah. Like, it's very mental. Very true. And I think it's very important, too, because there was a time where, like, I cut off a lot of my friends and social gatherings. Because you feel you're not worthy. Yeah. I feel that. And also, like, like, I can't be interacting right now. Like, I have so much shit to do. You feel guilty anytime you, like, go to a social event. Like, and that's where I realized, like, no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make time. Like, okay, my exam is in two weeks. I have plenty of time. I'm going to make this schedule so Mm -hmm. that I study this, 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 and that day. And I give myself a break on, like, Friday night. And I'm going to see people. And I'm going to talk to people that I love and care about. Yeah. And that is huge. Mm -hmm. And especially in my last semester of law school right now, I'm realizing it the most that my family, my friends, my social circle is Mm -hmm. 
what is keeping me going. Yeah. Because I'm totally isolating myself, but I have people reaching out to me, and I have people encouraging me, and I'm forcing myself to make time for that. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of, like, a lot of young professionals and young students Mm. and, and students in general, law students... Uh, you know, graduate students, etc. We think we feel guilty for not making time for ourselves or for mm-hmm. social stuff, and that is a misnomer. Like mm-hmm. that is actually going to cause you more anxiety. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel guilty. You should try to make time for that and see how that actually benefits you. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, oh, let's turn up all yeah, weekend, all weekend. And drink this bottle. No. Yeah. Like. A limited, like yeah. five minutes of talking to someone will do, do a you full good. Phone like, call, yeah. do a FaceTime. Exactly. And that's what I'm learning. That mm-hmm. balance is huge. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, learning with the balancing technique is yeah. that you have to make time for everything and it's possible to do it. You just have to understand what is important and what's your priority. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Balancing is a huge factor because. If you put everything on one side, right. it's going to tip over and crash. It's like the justice if you scale. If you turn up every day, you're right. going to be hungover and not be able to study. Been there. Right. Um, there was a small portion <laughs> of my life where I was pursuing graduate studies. Oh. And, like, I mean, as, outside of me, my very particular situation where, like, parenthood is, like, oh, oh shit, like... I would call out of work sometimes to do graduate work because I was like, I girl, just, what? I didn't want to put it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I would they call out sick, and then I worked at a university, which was why I initially started doing a degree. <laughs> I would call to work and then still have the nerve to show up to campus and go to the library, hoping nobody saw me. Oh, girl, but, I get it. But my point being that, you know, juggling all those things and then just, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do it. So, mm-hmm. so in law school, we use like, um, acronyms okay. and it's all about acronyms. That's how you remember elements, rules, etc. Mm-hmm. So I came up with an acronym of my own. I can do it. Mm-hmm. So the acronym I always remind myself of is I implement a routine. C commit to your goals. A analyze what works for you. N, neglect your social life. D, do not neglect Mm self-care. O, optimize your energy. I, invest time in planning. And T, tackle one thing at a time. I love that. And you literally just came up with that. I literally just came up with that. Wow. As, like, I realized, like, the things that I was doing and how I could, like, try to help other people. Because the reality is it's not easy it's very hard and not everybody can do it and yeah. it takes a lot of self-care discipline and sacrifice to mm-hmm. do all those things and i feel like this kind of encompasses everything that you are worried about or you need to do in order to balance it all as far as adulting goals like we're the same age like everyone's on a different chapter um you got married recently so you're a yeah. newlywed you started law school, you got a house, you got the puppy, you know, you have so many like things just in the world whirlwind. Um, can you share a little bit about like what it feels like to be in this chapter? Like, you know, even like getting married, like all your, you're the only one of out of our friends is married. Oh my God. Basically. So, just, you know, <laughs> really out of me who's like common law married. It kind of like, sounds oh. crazy. Like, <laughs> yes. Because 
because it's like, you know, you think about being in college and like, okay, you're dating or you're not or whatever. Right. And then after college, you're like, okay, I'm going to go work and like live my best life. And then like one day when I'm 30, you know, it's like we're, we're literally inches away from 30. Yeah. Just like, you know, I kind of just wanted to like, this doesn't even yeah. have to be on a serious note, but like, right. literally like talking about like, what does it feel like to be like, you know, like one of your first friends mm-hmm. to be married and take that step. And just like a lot of us don't even feel ready to be married. Just yeah. like your, your experience on like this chapter of your mm-hmm. life. Well, girl, let me just start <laughs> by saying a lot of people say like, oh, how did you meet And I cringe a little bit because I'm like, I was not ready to get married or find the love of my life. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I, I came out the blue. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was not like, ooh, let me set myself up for the man. Yeah, no, courting. No, no. <laughs> like back in the day, no. like courting my <laughs> husband or like courting my wife. <laughs> not courting. It was honestly, and this is where I will encourage and say that you have to listen to your gut and mm-hmm. you have to listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. As corny as it sounds, everything I have achieved in my life thus far, whether it's school, whether it's my husband, mm-hmm. my home, everything, my job, it has been off of gut instinct. I think I forgot about my age during all that happening because mm-hmm. when those life moments and milestones start hitting you, mm-hmm. You forget about your age and you just think about, oh my God, I remember when I was 16 and thinking Mm -hmm. of this and dreaming of this. And so being at the stage in my life and going through all these things, I kind of totally disregarded the age. And now I understand that age does not matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is what's happening in your life in the moment. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like... You know, people are like, I see a lot of stuff on, like, social media where, like, especially, you know, women, we feel like we need to achieve this, this, and that, whatever your goals might be. And the older I get, the more I realize that age is not a part of your story. Mm -hmm. Age is not a part of your glow. It is not a part of your milestones. Age has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. because when you reach that milestone, no matter if you're 25, 24, 26, 28, 20, 30, 40, 15, 40. 16, yeah. it don't matter. Yeah. That feeling is still going to feel like that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like when I got married, I was like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to get married. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about how old I was. I don't think about how old I am and I have all this stuff. I think yeah. about, wow, I have all this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's so crucial and especially like when I see it's so prevalent as an issue where women are so conscious about their age. Mm-hmm. I just think, oh my God, I wish they could just understand that when it happens, it's it will literally not matter what age you are. Yeah. It I just matters that. that you're there. I'm so glad that was a part of my question because That I was that. such a good question and yeah. I'm so glad you asked it because when you were, you know, asking me that, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, and, like, for me, like, obviously, I had my son at 22, which mm-hmm. is, like, pretty young. I, like, I wasn't a teen mom or anything, but literally I had just graduated college. Right. Um, you know, and then now I bump into friends that I did go to college with or right. went to high school with, and they're like, how's it going? I'm like, I'm mom. Right. Like, you know, so then it's, like, funny because, like, we're the same age. Yeah. We went through, like, all these, like, um, childhood milestones and, and right. young adult milestones together, and then I'm like, I'm a mom. Like, yeah. I took care of this, like, little human. Like... <laughs> Um, you know, so it's like right. funny to like from my perspective in that in that particular manner. Yeah. Um, 
Of you know, it's always it's always funny to like take a look back, and it's like I don't regret anything about my choice, right? In having my son, like, sorry, you don't have a little human that can make no. you laugh. Like, and that's, <laughs> that's another part of it. I feel like a lot of the age, like ageism, age, age yes, thank you, ageism, mm-hmm. comes from like societal ideals yeah. and societal pressures, and mm-hmm. like you know. Like it, like when I got married, it, I didn't feel like I was being pressured to, or mm-hmm. like you know, and I was like, this is not something that so, uh, like society or somebody should be telling you. Like you need to get married. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't imagine somebody pressuring me to like yeah. do this, like yeah. or pressuring me not to do this. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like I did it because I felt right in the moment, mm-hmm. and I said this is the time. And my husband proposed to me because he felt ready, yeah. mind you. Believe it or not, when we were, I was still graduating, I was in my senior year of college, and I was like, where's the ring, where's the ring, where's the ring? And he was like, I'll do it when I'm ready. Yeah. And he did it when he was ready, and it felt right. Yeah. We had gone through our time and our Mm -hmm. phase, and my family was like, so you guys have been boyfriend, girlfriend, when are you getting married? And you know what? I'm so proud of me and my husband for taking our time. Yeah. As... Sorry, Michael, I love you, and I'm sorry I, like, pressured you so much. But I'm so glad he did it when he did it, when you know? When he was ready, yeah. When he was ready. So I kind of want to switch gears now. So we, like, talked a lot about, like, your globe story, your life, um, the balancing act, as, like, we've, like, uh, very kindly called it now, <laughs> the balancing act. You need to, like, get that, like, little, uh, not a trademark, but, like, I don't even know, like, a hashtag or something. The hashtag, the balancing yeah, act. Yeah, you need to get a, a little hashtag going. Um, but I want to kind of switch gears to talk really a lot about your, your creative side. So in terms of mm. Legally Brown. So I find that this is something that makes you unique because you have the lawyer. So like legit Mm. business talk. And then, you know, where (laughs) you're just basically taking three separate entities and tie them all into one. So beauty, fashion and law. So like, how did you find your calling to like tie all these into one? Because someone would probably be taken a little back. Like, it's just I need to pick one lane and stick to one lane only. And that's part of the struggle is appealing to all your audience when you have like three different interests and passions. Mm hmm. But obviously, like, getting into, like, the legal field distracted a lot from my personal interests. Mm -hmm. And then I, when I started my job, it inspired me to, like, dress up a lot for work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to get, like, fancy. I'm going to the office. I feel, like, very professional. Yeah, like, show up and show out. Yeah, like, show up and show out. Mm -hmm. And I really, it it really inspired me to, Mm -hmm. like go with the feeling and go with the flow and I realized like I can actually work and also enjoy something that I like to do mm-hmm. and it motivated me to go to work because I was like oh I have a new outfit I want to wear etc yeah. you know so I made my first like makeup tutorial in like 2017 which is I know late in the game I don't know I was watching like other people doing YouTube stuff and makeup tutorials on YouTube and I was like I can do this I want to do mm-hmm. this so I did one on my own. It was very amateur, of course. Yeah. But it was so fun. And yeah. I enjoyed it so much. And then after that, like, school kind of picked a pace. Everything kind of got in the way. And I kind of, like, lost it. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I started kind of coming back. And I, all throughout, one thing that has remained consistent is whether I'm in school, whether I'm at work. People have always, like, you know, complimented me on my outfits or my makeup. And that's something that's always driven me throughout school, throughout work, you know. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know what? 
Mm-hmm. I can put everything I love together. Yeah. Why don't I share that? Because I'm sure there's plenty of other women out there that feel like... I think a, a big misconception is like if you're in the working field, mm-hmm. you have to limit your makeup or you have to be very bland at work. And mm-hmm. I totally disagree. And I'm yeah. kind of breaking the mold in my own job sphere. Yeah. And so I created... Legally Brown XOXO. Mm-hmm. First, I started with Brown Barbie XOXO. Yeah, and then I was yeah, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm so immersed in <laughs> Legally Brown. And I said, you know what? That's all cool, but I don't think that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I can incorporate my legal side and incorporate my makeup and incorporate my fashion and put it all together. Mm-hmm. So I created Legally Brown XOXO. I created a blog, LegallyBrownXOXO.com. Mm-hmm. I already had my YouTube channel going. I just changed my name. And I already had my Instagram. So I just kind of re-changed. Yeah, yeah, like shifted around. And now I feel like so... Like, you know what? When you hit that point where you feel like... (sighs) Like I have everything that I love together. And I love that I'm able to share it with all these women that are feeling the same things. And it's wonderful to hear women also reach out and say, like, I feel you. I just want to help women feel comfortable in combining their personal interests and their professional careers together. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't, we don't, and we shouldn't need to be boxed into one particular box. Like, no. And I want to ask you, like, what advice would you give to people who do have multiple passions? You know, like, they love more than one thing. Like, what advice would you give to them in terms of pursuing that? So, I will be completely honest. This is why it took me so long to get to this point right now where things are finally starting to settle in. It's because it's hard Mm -hmm. to put three different, completely separate worlds into one passion. Mm -hmm. And... The advice that I would give to women that are thinking about intertwining those passions is if you truly love what you're doing, there is a way for you to interconnect those things. Take a moment and don't rush into it. That's one thing I'll say. I rushed into it and I didn't know what I was doing and it's overwhelming. So take a moment to think about, okay, I like fitness. I like this. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it together. As women... We are so versatile that it is innate that we have different passions. Yeah. So the way to put it together is just embracing yourself and sharing yourself through that. And that's, I think, the key thing is like when you share your different passions, you have to share yourself in all those passions. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to portray your different passions all together. Love that. I'm curious in terms of like the, the mindset work that that went behind the scenes like what kind of shifted for you it's funny because i've been like kind of contemplating and playing with this for like two three years three Mm -hmm. years now and i think what shifted was my surroundings my Mm -hmm. company good one yeah i think a crucial part of it is having people that support you Mm -hmm. and encourage you and acknowledge you yeah So if you get a compliment or if you get any type of positive encouragement, Mm -hmm. don't ignore it. Acknowledge it. 
and use that as motivation as I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that relates back to my video. Yeah. I can do it. I like, can do it. You have to acknowledge yourself and acknowledge that you can do it in order to like proceed. So that's what shifted for me. I started having friends, family mm-hmm. that were noticing that I was interested in this and I was interested in that and I was balancing all this and they promoted me in a sense and mm-hmm. pushed me to explore my passions and pursue my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crucial. And for those that don't have that support, I'm here to tell you, and social media is here. Once you start, I think the hardest part about this whole process is starting. Yeah. You have to just start. Mm -hmm. It's like catching wildfire. Yeah. Like, once you start, it just takes a life of its own. It becomes natural. Right. It becomes natural for you. Right. Yeah. I really like that. Because sometimes you really just have to go for like for my podcast is literally like I just went for it. You Uh, are a huge inspiration (laughs) for me to start. Honestly. Like, you know, you and I have been friends. So when I saw you like really I'm 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 like being completely honest. Like Mm -hmm. seeing you gave me like that extra push like Go for it. Do it. Like, yeah. Like, it, it really, like, Love gave me inspiration and hope. So glad. I'm so glad. And this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> um, what glow-up tip do you have for the listeners? So, the glow-up tip that I'm going to give everybody today is I've been overthinking a lot during my exams, and my professors have been saying, Stop overthinking these questions. Mm -hmm. So my glow up tip of the day, stop overthinking and just do. The one thing that I found consistent, Mm -hmm. and this is relating back to my zodiac sign being Mm -hmm. a Sagittarius, I never thought twice. I just do. Yeah. So stop overthinking and just do. Just go for it. Love it. Yeah. And where can the listeners find you online? I am in the midst of just starting to really embrace what Legally Brown XOXO is becoming. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited because my blog is up and running. So LegallyBrownXOXO.com. We have law, we have beauty, we have fashion, all those. Um, I will be posting articles, etc. And then I have my YouTube channel, Legally Brown XOXO, where I post a lot of videos. And my Instagram is like kind of like my nucleus, mm-hmm. the central. Accurate. It, uh, my Instagram, Legally Brown XOXO, will kind of guide my followers and friends into all those different social media platforms. But I'm mm-hmm. really excited to share my journey of crossing over from law school to Mm -hmm. becoming a lawyer Mm -hmm. and then continuing that on into once I am a lawyer, I want to expand my resources and my energy into helping other people and other women specifically Mm -hmm. to embrace all that is being a woman and being in this field. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect Podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect. 